great rising good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time it is you're listening to this podcast i like to say welcome this is thoughts of a black girl it's been a while y'all not too long maybe a little over a week or two um not quite a week not well not quite two weeks right a week and a half been very busy um but there's so many things so many different topics to talk about things i could um continue to come to you all about so basically um I decided that I wasn't gonna like I said before I think I said it before in another segment that I was not going to um pick a particular day right um and was I was gonna go by the day that you know seemed best well, Thursday seemed to be that day, and then last week I did Tuesday, and this week I'm doing Saturday. Hey, you know, welcome to the life of someone who moves on their own time, <laughs> who doesn't align to what uh, the outside world considers time, right? Because if you're listening to this, and you're listening to this today, if you are one of my um, faithful listeners, then you're then you're going to get it when you need it. You're going to listen in. You're going to receive something. You're going to be able to take and expand, grow, or have opinion. Whatever the case is, you get something. I'm giving it. You're getting it. Okay? And so I'm thankful for uh, the listeners. I realized that teaching, that's what I'm going to start with can be totally exhausting. Um, What I'm finding is I'm passionate about it, right? But I also realize I'm having to share, right, my energy to over a hundred other human beings, right, every single day. It's not the same as being able to come on my podcast, share with thousands of listeners over a course of years because if you receive my energy or you receive something from me it's recorded right so it's when I feel like (laughs) when I led to when I want to um when I make a job of it right that means days that I don't want to days that I may not feel like it days that I am tired I still have to share my energy Luckily, I have a very, very youthful spirit. Um, they give me energy and I can tell when they I'm not uh, doing what I need to do because they may be not engaged. I have a few that um, a couple of students that want to sleep by the time they make it to my class. Um, usually they're not like that, but if I'm not doing anything exciting, if I'm going over paperwork or if I'm learning or if they happen to, uh, read out, out of a book, right. I can't get them as engaged as if we're doing, uh, hands-on projects. They're making something, they're moving around, they're talking to one another. And so that's how I want my classroom to be. That's how I am in general, uh, I'm moving around, I'm constantly doing something, I'm creating something. And so that's the kind of mindset I I want to have others. But by the time I make it home at the end of the day, I'm on my couch, I am like 
I don't really, sometimes I don't have an appetite. Sometimes I haven't ate all day. Sometimes I'm super hungry. Uh, Sometimes I'm working until midnight creating, okay? And yes, it's passion, but I realize if I wasn't passionate about it, if I was just out for a paycheck, how shortchanged would these the youth be by me or by anyone who decides to come into that particular work line of work and only want to do it for money. There is no absolute way that that particular position or being a teacher can be uh, ran for money. Um, If they paid, which they do need to pay their teachers more, then it would suffice because there are teachers, there are people like me, right, who will sun up to sundown, okay, work for them children, work for the youth, work for people to help, to, to align, to give them some knowledge, right, because I believe knowledge is power. I am a lifelong learner. I thrive of learning information, learning things I haven't learned, knowing things I haven't known before. Lately, because I've been having to uh, dissect textbooks and find information that I feel valuable to others, I've been doing things that I usually don't do, like watching TV. (laughs) And so in watching TV, I realized that it's a lot of time. It can be... A lot of time wasted. I know that I just binge watched over the last week four seasons of an episode and then was looking, uh, feeling strange why I had like dreams, right? I started having these dreams of the violence and I was like, why am I having this dream that I'm like hurting people or, you know, someone's trying to hurt me and I'm hurting them back and all this weird stuff. And it's because, and then I analyze what I've been feeding my soul. So this is what I'm getting to today. I was analyzing what I have been putting into my spirit. Uh, what, what have I been let, allowing into my eye gates and into my mind that will subconsciously visit me in my sleep, right? Because that's how it works. And um, it was the, the show I had been watching. When you go from not watching any TV really to watching, you know, binge watching a show and then that show, because your mind, you have to still decipher reality from what's false and the experiences, the emotions that you're watching on television or or interdetaining you because that's why it's called entertainment and you're you're starting to live it out somehow, even if it's in your dreams, right? And so I was, I realized that the show I had watched every single episode had someone getting murdered, having someone doing some type of scheme. I was like, oh my goodness. Like literally I just programmed myself. Luckily it wasn't for 21 days, right? Cause then it would have been the mindset. But I literally watched over the last almost 21 days. It might've been <laughs> close to like it almost happened. And I had that dream and I was like, okay, I can't watch this no more. And at that point, the show was over. I had watched all the seasons. And so I'm glad, right? Because if it continued to go on, then I'd probably um, would have uh, had some type of mindset that I that I adopted from whatever I was watching. And then that goes to show how powerful the programming is 
pertaining to what we watch, hear, see on a day-to-day basis. Um, Someone was telling me the studies that was done um, between brown-eyed and blue-eyed kids. Um, And it shows how impressionable the youth are. And so when I seen this, because, you know, we're not born with prejudices. We're not born, we're born open to love, right? And, And sometimes even... It can be as cutthroat if you don't give the instructions to a child of what or what not to do as they grow. If they see something they want, they're going to take it, whether that's a person, place or thing. Right. If they are hungry, they're going to eat it. They're going to taste it, whatever it is, It whether it's a bug, grass, a strawberry or a piece of meat. Right. So you have to learn. Right. And then we learn and and as we continue to learn and evolve, we teach the next generation. Well, that's the same thing when it comes to prejudices. I was telling a friend, and this is basically, if you are of a different race, just know, let me, disclaimer, I am not prejudiced. I am not racist. I believe there are injustices in when it comes to race and gender and color. I believe there are biases when it comes to gender, race, and color. I believe that people are programmed and that's why they have their mindsets. And their mindsets become their beliefs and their beliefs shape who they are, okay? That's that's the process I believe that we all go through. Um, I'm not prejudiced. I don't mind interracial uh, couples. Uh, I have a lot of interracial, but I do mind the mindsets that come with that may face those people are allowed to have their preferences. People are allowed to have their, uh, sexual orientations, right? Whatever they do behind closed doors, right? It's fine. Uh, when they start to push that onto people, which they have done that, uh, when it comes to even LGBTQT and all kind of other things, they're pushing it on, uh, people's sexual preferences. They're pushing them out into an agenda. Um, which, I mean, I am not going to really touch too much on that. I know that it definitely should not be part of someone's, um, uh, it shouldn't be in the same level of being uh, prejudiced as far as race and skin, uh, because <laughs> you can't help the skin you're born in, right? Your orientation, your, what you like in the bedroom, that's a choice. <laughs> what, how you're born is not a choice. Okay, so I I think there's a distortion, honestly, when it comes to all of that. But I'm not here to try to help anyone realize anything because it's the programming has gone forth and it's been gone forth and it's here. So it's like I can't through one pro. I'm not. I know that through one podcast, I cannot convince the world or convince anyone to. go against what they've already been programmed to to believe or how they think, okay? Um, Or what they eat, because uh, a lot of times, too, how people behave is sometimes directly to what poisons or toxins or things they've been putting in their body, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whatever you're putting in is usually going to come out. And so... uh, I was mentioning to someone, um, uh, she said, my son, you know, she said, my son is, he was beginning to say, you know, black women are ghetto. 
And um, I see what I see through that. It was corrected behavior. She told me she's a black woman. But I see in the demographics that we live in how the young men can grow up feeling one way about black women there. And it may be their own race. Right. And um, if not corrected behavior, they grow up thinking that way. And then so they seek every woman outside of a black woman, even if they're black, which is unfortunate. Right. Unfortunate for them. Um, because who's going to know truly the ins and outs and what you're truly going through, but someone who looks like you, period. Okay, that's my belief. I'm, I'm standing strong on that. Fight me if you want to. I believe anyone outside of that, uh, sorry, if you, it's, it's almost selling out. It's almost like not really facing who they are. If they can't even date who they are, <laughs> right? So anyway, that's how I feel about it. Um, I'm I, if people have their preferences, but one one of the uh, things that we talked about and what I brought up was I someone I went to school with. Um, he made a comment about uh, he grew up watching Punky Brewster. He was a kid watching Punky Brewster, and. If I did not know him with that comment, he posted and then there was a few guys who were like, yeah, I watched her, whatever, you know, that were into it. And these were black guys. And I said to myself, I was going to say it on social media to him directly because that's the type of personality I have. I'm going to confront an elephant in the room or someone's belief style that's um, distorted. So he grew up because at this and in, in, in this time. He, this had to be the late 80s, the early 90s. And in this time, they may not have shown many uh, black uh, black shows, right? And they might have, but uh, outside of the Cosbys, a lot of us didn't have anything. And so some, some of the girls, the young girls on the Cosbys, yes, they looked after. They, they you know... The, uh, those used to be some of the ones that were like, oh, I, I want Rudy or I want this one or and they and they end up liking. Right. Based on whatever, not knowing the history of, you know, uh, they did have they ended up having a couple of dark skin people on there, but not knowing the history of the paper bag. Right. In Hollywood. And so anyway, not knowing the history, we're kids. We don't know all of this. Right. We would know it maybe if our families got uh, were radicals or if they were part of certain movements and they made sure their kids were educated. But in this demographic, no, <laughs> no, that wasn't what's go- what was going on. So anyway, he said he grew up watching Punky Brewster and a couple of people commented. And I said to myself, and I'm saying it to you all, um, that is why you're obsessed with white women. That's why you believe white women are better. That's why you have an attitude. Because I happened to see this person, this particular person, during a, uh, a school reunion. So I was thinking, that is why you don't even look like I know I'm attractive. I know that I'm 
considered what they consider black woman based on skin, brown woman, whatever, dark skin woman, whatever, right? Um, heavy on the cultural descents or at <laughs> cultural uh, origins, uh, ethnicity, ethnic, flavorful, right? Heavy on it. And so, but I know I'm very attractive. And when I seen this particular person, he always looked at me weird. Like, I didn't get a look at me like, um, I'm just not his type, right? We're both black, but I'm not his type. But I know, based on how he grew up fantasizing and obsessing over a TV star that was white, why he's obsessed with white women. And so I didn't know, I just believed that. That was my belief based on his comment. I said, oh, that's why you like white girls. Because you grew up watching this white girl as a kid and wishing you looked like them, wishing you had someone like that. So then as you grow older, that's what you went after. Now, I don't mind, I don't believe, I, I believe that a man like I no preference I don't have a preference okay I mean I don't want I don't I might have a height height preference (laughs) I don't want someone shorter than me but I'm short and so I think about the fact that I may want to have kids again and I don't want so I think about what kind of child we might create (laughs) what that child might look like I didn't think of it that at 15 or 14, but I'm thinking, I think like that at 20. I thought of like that at 30. I'm thinking like that now. What kind of child, <laughs> what, what can you and I create together if we have an offspring? I think about um, mentality. How smart are you? You know, so there's things I look at. Skin uh, color is not one. Uh, F- cultural background is not one. I'm really fo- I'm really concerned, more so concerned with the ones who just feel like they can only date one race and that race isn't their own. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I, for me, and I know this is um, a really sensitive subject, but for me, it's like, if you believe that you can, you, if you're not willing to date your own race and date outside of your race, only that's an issue with you accepting yourself. Um, if you're not willing to, um, if you're willing to date all races, different races, that's more accepting. But if you choose to date only one race, right? If you, you have a preference on a race, I would say it needs to be your own. <laughs> like it shouldn't be. I only date white women. I'm black. I only date white women. I don't date anybody but white women. To me, sounds like a mental complex. You got some issues. If you, Now, someone's saying, I only date black women, and they're black. To me, that's more, I can accept that. It might still go in the strand line of, maybe you have a little bit of issues. You know, you have a, some type of bias. But what what it goes to show is there is a bias there. And what makes it look what makes it worse is if that bias is against your own, who you are, your bloodline, your tribe. 
that's a that's a <laughs> that's a major problem. And that's my opinion. And I would tell him that you have a problem. You don't date anyone but this other race and it's not your even it's not even your own race. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you've been programmed, obviously. So that's where I'm getting with it. So there was a study done. And this is why I believe the programming has happened. There was a study done and every day for 21 days, a teacher told the blue eyed kids that they were the smartest, the prettiest, um, the best, the most wanted, right? This was done every day for 21 days. Anyone that did not have blue eyes, the ones who had brown eyes, they automatically weren't getting this praise, right? They automatically started feeling like, believing that the blue-eyed kids were the smartest, the prettiest, the, the best. And the brown-eyed kids automatically started sitting in the back, sitting, you know, um, walking with their heads looked down. Um, and this was, this created a division. Blue eyed thinking they're better than brown eyes based on their eye color. Because this was a study, they switched it up. They switched it up to see what would happen. So after the 21, 22 days, the teacher went and said, Brown eyes, you are the prettiest. You're the smartest. The brown eyed kids stopped her. The blue eyed kids stopped her. The brown eyed kids said, No, the blue eyed kids are smarter. They're better. They're prettier. And the blue eyed kids that stopped her, No, we're smarter. We're prettier. We're better. And that was a belief. Confident belief. If programming hasn't been done, if that's not an example of the best programming that has happened, biases created. So then if that was to go forth, and if that's been what has happened, right? Which is, is what has happened, right? Primarily reason why I've started this podcast, Thoughts of a Black Girl. Because I noticed the programming, it's even in Disney, which Disney noticed. So they, yeah, they came out with Princess and the Frog, right? Princess Tiana. They still made her a little ghetto. She could cook. But hey, she was represented for the black and brown, right? How long did it take for them to make that? All the rest of them Disney movies have been out for, since the 70s, 60s, even 80s. It's just now. The programming has already been forth. What is that going to do? <laughs> People have already been programmed. People are already got their mindsets. Most of the ones who watch the other shows are too old to watch the Princess Tiana and be programmed by it. What about the ones, those of us who are born in the 80s? Those of us born in the 90s? Early 2000s? We're not watching Princess P- Diana 
or Tiana, I mean. We might have watched it if we have kids, but we're not kids when those shows come out. We're already programmed. We already have our mindsets. We already have our biases. So anyway, back to my friend and her son. He said, black women are ghetto. Or black girls are ghetto. I don't think. So him thinking that at 10 years old. And I love her son. I, I, I actually had him in a class uh, next, next to mine uh, previous year. And he's very smart. But they said, she said, her and her brother set him down. And said, you cannot say that. Look at your mom. Look at your grandma. These are women that educated. Grandma got a PhD, right? So he has a good example of some women in his life that are not ghetto. So he can't just assume and make that bias. So they broke, you know, he had uncles and mom sit him down. And correct that behavior. But what happens when you don't have someone to sit you down and correct that behavior? What happens if you don't? I, had, I even had a friend. We had a conversation. And he pointed out. Black and white. The differences. Oh, see, I can say what I want to. And a white woman. She might just make a, a sound or whatever. She ain't going to say anything back she ain't gonna cause a a ruckus maybe if she is a karen but i'm sure he's not talking about karens i'm sure he's talking about part of his preferences right a preference for a man to have a woman that's gonna so-called quote-unquote programming right this is part of programming stay in her place when it comes to a man not talk back not voice her concerns because us right the stereotype of a black woman who's strong powerful boisterous right somewhat i'm an example don't like something so does something about it speaks on it speaks powerful on it might not like your comment so i'm gonna say i don't like your comment oh She's an angry black woman. No, you have been programmed to believe that what I'm saying and me sticking up for myself, I'm angry about it. No, but I'm not going to allow you to walk over my my beliefs. I'm not going to allow you to walk over me, woman or not. If you believe other races of women are easier, then be easy, homie. <laughs> Right. But other than that, it's like. Who are you programmed to be? What are you programmed to like? What are you programmed to believe? Have you really even thought about your preferences? Have you thought about why you like what you like? So those were. um Now, and there's other different cultural, um, some people may choose, you know, um, some people want and might, might choose Hispanic, you know, why? Because their culture, right now, if that could, that's another preference, their culture sticks to 
their family close net and they stick together. Some some people strive off family orientation. If you put family before anything else, there becomes a problem, you know, because a lot of times even in what Hispanic women, they're still listening to their mom and dad. Until their mom and dad leave the earth, they're listening to their opinions. Their their mom and dad is deciding things in their own in another household, and you can be grown with kids and married, and your parents still coming and deciding how things go in your household or how you think or how you act or operate. To me, that's a problem. But if you or in that culture, it's norm, right? That's part of who they are. For me, I've had. Uh, Every culture, I've um, been attracted to every race, uh, someone in every race. Uh, I mean, you know, that's I don't have a preference in that uh, when it comes to, again, like I said, cultural race. However, I have noticed there were things that even a Hispanic man, male, has done or I have done with. That was a negative that I would never experience with someone else that I have. Well, and I can't say not never. I I shouldn't have said that. That's like a pro. That's a bias. I can't say I never would experience with anyone else. But in my experiences and I've been around the way, (laughs) um, the Hispanic background men have been the the one I've had about two or uh, I've had about three in my lifetime. They're the only ones that particularly had this. Situ- I had this situation with, so I can honestly say it could have happened with anyone, but it only happened with men outside my race <laughs> that were of Spanish background, and I noticed it because I learn. I learn people. I watch people. I have experiences. I have experience with all because I <laughs> I don't have a preference, and when it comes to race, so I can tell. Does that mean I'm not going to talk to a Hispanic man ever again? No, not necessarily. But it does mean that I'm going to do a little bit more background on them (laughs) before they come into my life. My own race, I usually know, right? I know because I know I know us. I know myself. So then I know my race. Right? I accept myself. So I accept my race. So I can kind of know and can tell who to look out for, who's sellouts, who's who doesn't love themselves, who doesn't love their own race. I can tell who who does take their race seriously. I can tell who's tapped in spirituality. I can tell who's intelligent, who's not intelligent. I can tell who's programmed and not programmed. Okay, with my race, I can tell that. But really, I have strengthened my skills to the utmost as much as I can and continue to do so. And I can tell with anybody. Any race, any person, male or female at this point. So that's where I'm at with it. So I'm not allowing just anyone, no matter what their race or skin, whatever, come into my life, you know, because I'm evaluating them on a whole nother level. And it's way beyond the exterior. But to each his own, right? But just to realize, right, 
I even seen this, a video the other day and the guy went to go s- to say, I don't date black women. They're at the bottom of the totem pole. First stop, my brother, <laughs> you are black. You're when you say someone's at the bottom of the totem pole. You are programmed because you're talking about your possible sisters, your grandmamas, your aunties. You're talking about you. (laughs) Honestly. And you've been programmed. If you've not been programmed by TV shows that show you right is right, then you've been programmed by music videos that's telling you light bright, that's telling you um, foreign means you have money. Exotic means you're coming up in the world. No, we're all exotic, bro. We don't have to be from Dominican Republic to be exotic. We don't have to be from Puerto Rico to be exotic. You don't have to be, right, from a Spanish land to be exotic. Okay? We're all exotic. At least if, you know, anyone that's not a Nathaniel. But I don't go there, right? I'm not going to go there. Because then I sound biased. I sound racist. I'm not. I just want people to realize their programming. Realize how their belief systems that have been pushed into their mindsets. And realize... Um, some like, like to teach, you know, certain things to another race. Some despise it. So that is what I have been, I've experienced, I've seen, I've heard, but somebody also told this guy, this black guy who said, Black women are at the bottom of the totem pole. I was guilty of even saying that to a friend of mine when I when he began to show his true biases against black women. Now, he can have biases, this particular guy, because he's biracial. And he can choose, pick and choose through, you know, who he sees And what he sees out of the differences. But because he was talking to a black woman. And he was saying. Speaking about the black woman. In a negative connotation. And he started to speak about. The white woman. In a positive connotation. I started to see his biases. I started to see. His prejudices. Of. Of. of Black people. And black women. And when I seen his prejudice, speaking on, see, ha ha, you know, uh, you're going to speak up and say and not going to let me finish my idea or you're not going to listen to nothing. I, you're not going to take my advice. No, because your advice is full of biases and prejudices. <laughs> I can see through biases and prejudices. So I'm not going to accept what you're saying, even if you're saying what you feel like you're saying is right. 
And then when you compare that same conversation to a white woman you've had a conversation with and she may not have said anything back to you. And you might have preferred someone not to correct your bias, prejudice behavior. Then that's that's you. That's your ego. That's your programming. That's your issues. Right. And I'm going to speak on it because I don't like what you're saying. And if you feel that type of way towards a black woman. My comment to him was we're a, we have to defend ourselves. So, yes, for a black woman that they make you feel. And I've said I said this verbatim that you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You have to defend yourself, not only against other races of women who think they're better because what did I say about the blue and brown eyes? They've been told and programmed to believe so. (laughs) Then I'm, we're dealing with men who have been programmed to believe so. Who is going to fight for us? Who's going to defend us? Who's going to speak up for us? Who's going to have our back? Who's going to have my back, right? Me, my damn self. (laughs) And that is why I speak up. Who's going to have other women who look like me's back? Me, my damn self. I am. That's why I'm in the school so they can see a beautiful, black, educated woman dressing in business dresses and business suits wearing heels every day. Because if not, their negative connotation, the programming that's gone forth, they're going to believe that if you're not sports player... Or a stripper, right? They're going to have this bottom of the totem totem pole mentality. And people are going to have this bottom of the totem pole mentality of the black woman. When, don't let me get started. We are the creators of all things. Closest thing to God. And that's why we get the most ridicule. And that's truly, if you know, you know. If you don't, sorry for you. <laughs> that's how I feel about it, you know. And so, as we continue to go forth, as I continue to go forth, I see them clear as day. And it's really heavy in my demographic. I know it's heavy here in my demographic because it's a small town. Small town, a lot of equals small minds, no offense, but it is. And a lot of people unlearned, un, unaware of the programming, unaware of what has happened, unaware of even gentrification. They don't understand. That's why I've created Thoughts of a Black Girl. <laughs> That's why I passionately came forth talking about my thoughts, talking about things I've entered, talking about business, talking about finances, talking about things away from the low mentality mindsets that people have been programmed to believe that we have. What is wrong with y'all? Right? Not you listeners who's been listening to me, because obviously you that have been listening to me know that I have value, know that I have something to give, knowing that I have a belief system that will expand your mind, right? Not a limited belief system, an expansive belief system. 
But again, to each his own, to each his own, <laughs> right? And I realized that no, since there is no accident, since nothing happens um, outside of purpose, then I'm here to make that difference. And I think I even said it in another segment before about the conversation that I even had with my grandmother. And I believe I mentioned that. I, I had posted on social media for a little bit, but I know that I would have more people, small-minded, not expansive, but in the belief system, as my, even my own grandmother. Which goes back to, I've said it in previous segments on the, the prejudices, the programming, her belief, her belief isn't about black being better. I mean, not being better because she's, she's full fledged for black people as, as far as that goes, or not saying black people. I can't say she is or she isn't, um, but she has that belief. Her belief is stemmed from colorism. The lighter, the better. <laughs> when I've seen some ugly white people. So I don't, I'm not sure why her mentality feels like that. But in her, her experience of just being in the small town of 30,000 for the last 70 years, what she has witnessed is the few black, dark-skinned people around have not been attractive, right? And the few and the many biracial and light-skinned people around have been attractive, for her, in her opinion. So then she creates this bias that dark skin aren't pretty. But let me, let me take you, Grandma, right? This is what I want to say. Let me take you outside of this small little town in Marion, Indiana that you've been in all your life, not ever ventured out, never expanded your mind. Let me take you somewhere else. Let me take you to Atlanta. Let me take you to L.A. Let me take you to Africa so that you can see beautiful and plentiful black females and males. Because your belief is stemmed on a small radius of a county that's on the map that you can barely see. Okay. You need. (laughs) And so those are the things. But she doesn't have to go anywhere anymore. Because what has happened is God has placed me here. They're black sheep. They're dark one. Right? They're dark child beautiful offspring dark beautiful let let me place them in your demographic in your area so you can see them thrive and grow be smart be rich be beautiful uh, the very things you don't believe is capable in a in a person based on their skin complexion how small minded is that <laughs> and so that is the type that is just an example, the punky Brewster lover is just an example. The guy friend I talked to that brought up the differences that he noticed, which is nothing wrong with him noticing the differences, but seeing 
how he is obliged by those other <laughs> races outside of his own in that mentality because they don't speak up because they just listen because no nah, bro that's a bias you got an ego complex let's work on it and so those are the things that I've noticed in this town where I'm at so those are the things I'm going to speak on those are the things that are going to be on my podcast those that is the reason why I'm in the community and going towards the community the way I am because those biases if you have them those mindset stigmas and sets that you've been programmed in oh yeah if you if you get a sense of me you're either going to be furthermore into like oh she does too much speaking up she, you know, she's this, she's that. You're going to either have your opinion or you're going to be mind blown by what you, ex- what you experience through me. What you get to understand about yourself. Because ultimately, we are reflections. Ultimately, what you don't like in someone else is what you don't like about yourself. So, yes, when someone doesn't like their own race, I'm upset. I'm, I feel sad for them because I know that they don't really accept themselves. They don't expect, accept their heritage. They don't love themselves. When someone chooses a, a, a race outside or chooses outside of their own, and it is a preference. Or if someone brings up the differences, like I've, I've been guilty. That is someone, right, who might not like to be confronted of their wrongdoings or their own errors or the errors of their ways. I have been programmed in a lot of ways, too, when it comes to the look or how to look or how to dress. But I also have the stereotypes that come up against me. If I like a certain hairstyle and I put my hairstyle in that way, if someone sees me but they don't know me, they don't know my educational background, they don't know I have businesses and nonprofits and I'm a teacher. They don't know that I have a podcast and I'm an author and I wrote a book. They don't know I have a master's degree. I have a couple of different degrees, right? They don't know that. But if I wear my hair type of way and they see me from a distance, what are they going to think? I've heard it out their mouth. I thought you was ghetto. Oh, what, what made you think that? My skin complexion and my hairstyle? Ooh, small-minded little individual. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Same flip. <laughs> if I had my nails done, all exotic. I had a little outfit on showing a lot of my body. Had a, had a weave on with long hair from a distance. She a hoe. She's a stripper. She can't be trusted. She probably does this. She probably real ghetto. Shame on you. Little mind. <laughs> because you don't realize this beast, this powerhouse, 
this empress, <laughs> right? And that's what happens. Judge, judgment given. Oh, don't let me speak up, right? On an injustice or a bias or a prejudice in my powerful, strong, clear, concise voice. Oh, she is a mad, angry black woman. <laughs> what? Because I speak about injustices and I'm not quiet or timid or shamed about it. So I'm angry and I'm and I'm and since I'm black, I'm the angry black woman title. Oh, my gosh. Sorry to you. Low minded person. (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. Find it. It's very it's worse in small towns that don't get to explore outside uh, and, and don't get to travel the world or experience different people all over the diversity and all. I, I mean, but I know I'm here for a reason. So I pop the mind cherries of a lot of people. And then some as well, even if my race, even my own race. If I surround myself with a type of demo, a certain type, for instance, those who hang out in the church, then my beliefs, some of the things, the crystals and the sage or anything that I've ever used become a problem. Devil worshiper or you like the stars and astrology. That's of not of God. You have a you're not accepted. Oh, OK. So because I like crystals and I like looking at the stars and I like aligning the stars I like reading the stars I like reading the planets I like aligning energy that means I have no place with God (laughs) that I'm on the other dark side how 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 where is that belief system of programming how trapped have you all been indoctrinated have you been to believe that I don't believe God that I don't worship God because or that I'm an evil bad person because I know how energy works because I know that we're atoms scientifically what that I know that the atom that you're talking about in your bible is subliminal <laughs> like everything metaphoric Goodness gracious. Sorry to you. You know? But it's all love. It's all learning. It's all growing. And that's all I'm here to do. Teach. (laughs) On all levels. So yes. That is the purpose. That is one of the many great purposes of why I'm here. And to realize that, to come forth with it, it is great. And I don't have to be. And I, and I believe I said this the other day to um, my ex-husband. I, I said something to him. And I basically, in that conversation, I said, you know, I will never go back. He's, he mentioned being delusional of thinking that he could ever, you know, come towards me 
um, the way that he has. And I said, oh, no, no worries. I've been delusional before. I was delusional when I was married and thought that I could truly work on it with you. But your mind and body and, and was else places. <laughs> I was delusional too before. But I'm not, I'm not one to go back. And I'm never going to go back. And honestly, when you try to talk to me or holler at me or come towards me when I know you got a girlfriend and you got babies that y'all just had and you're kissing on her and loving on her and telling her you love her and then you're still in your ex-wife's face, we got a problem, bro. That's toxic. I'm not going to allow it. Nothing but love for you. We got children. We got a history. We're going to co-parent. We're going to do this thing. And if we have a disagreement on this particular topic of our children, we're going to figure it out and see what's in the best interest of those children. And that's how we're going to operate. Okay? <laughs> Period. We're not going to have no blurred lines, no crossing of the boundaries. I don't want that. And I let him know that. And he's clear on it. Now, for me, does that mean, what does that mean for me? Well, to me, I told, I'm, I would be, I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be alone as I am today by myself to, to deal with someone that I feel like I can't trust. To deal with someone who makes me either feel inferior uh to deal with someone i can't uh, can't be myself around i'd rather be alone to, to to feel like i'm in competition with other women i'd rather be alone before i allow anyone to come in my life and distort me from what god has for me because what god has for me is for me anyone come in my life they better know the same thing that I know as far as that goes. And if not, then they could allow a wolf in sheep clothing to distort that good thing that God has set. So if I'm discerning and you're not on that level, I'd rather be alone. I will die alone. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Period. So it is what it is. So anyway, I hope I haven't ruffled your feathers too bad. I hope that you are able to take heed to this particular podcast and take heed to what I've talked about and look at your own biases. Look at your own prejudices. I've talked about this even in my classroom. This has been something I've been talking about to them for them to evaluate their own biases and why they have their prejudice. I had a, I had a one girl, I had them pretend that they were doing interviews for a man, ma- manager and I, they could not have no biases. I had one girl and she couldn't even help it. She said, when I think a professional, I, I'm sorry, I think white. Oh, that's unfortunate. But <laughs> you got a black teacher, you're black. And from now on, when you think a professional, I'm sure you're not going to think white because now you've been exposed to me. I had another one. I wouldn't hire. I was like, you know, think about if you were in an airport. Oh, if I was if I was hiring in an airport, I wouldn't hire any 
turbans, anybody wearing a, any Muslims or anything. No way. Oh, think about, listen to that racial bias that you have. And you're in high school in a small town. Just imagine how bad it is. Other places. Grownups with those same biases. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. So I'm here. Change the mindset. Expose the programming and stigma. I thank you for listening. Again, I hope that you come back. I hope that you continue to be a listener. I hope that you're taking a look at your own self in the mirror at right now. I hope that you're writing down the next time you have a conversation or you think about somebody or you even think about why you prefer what you prefer. <laughs> why? Think about it. Look at if were you programmed as a young child to believe a certain way. And is that belief system still with you to this day? And if so, think about how impressionable children are anyway. Have you been lied to? Are your belief systems full of really false systems? Think about that. Again, thank you for being consistent. Until next time, God bless you and peace be with you.